is up, everybody. This is Keith Jameson, go by Gita Guy 231 across the DFSN Street, and here to break down the six-game EPL return on Saturday. So excited to have EPL back in our lives. We had a long international break. Mixed results for me personally. Um, hope those of you that were grinding the international streets did okay. Um, you know, return to club football is return to a little less crazy odds, right? You know, during this international break, we had, you know, minus two or 3,000 favorites, huge totals. You know, how much of a certain team can you get? You know, how much do you, you know, want to balance out your lineup? All that stuff. EPL, a little bit more of a return, sort of, right? Because this Saturday, the Ronaldo in the room is that Ronaldo is back. And there's a really good shot that he's going to start. And I think, you know, at sub 10,000, I'll get to it in a minute, but you know, most people are just going to look and go, Ronaldo, check mark. Yeah, I, I have to play him as the biggest favorite, right? I said there's no huge favorites normally in EPL. You know, sometimes we get the city sites, but we got Man United as a minus 500 favorite at home to Newcastle with the return of Ronaldo. Crazy stuff, crazy times. Looking forward to breaking it down. Just a quick reminder before I get into the picks. Need you to like, subscribe, and comment on this video and all videos on the Mayo Media Network. I saw the uh, the NFL lineup that Pat and the team have going. It's it's just an incredible amount of content, fun content, you know, all throughout the week. So if you like American football, we got you covered there. And obviously, if you like the real football, you know, I've got you covered here. I know there'll be UCL next week. Just great stuff on Mayo Media Network. Make sure you're a part of it. If you don't aren't on YouTube, make sure you're subscribing to Daily Fantasy Picks and Bets, the mix where you can find all of that content in pod form. And finally, if you're interested in more soccer, keep saying football, but soccer content, find me um, at GatorGuy231 on Twitter or follow us on YouTube at FSIDFS. We have all sorts of soccer um, longer form than this, you know, breakdowns, GPP, cash, all that stuff. We'd love to have you aboard there as well. All right, let's get in to the games and the picks. And I'm just going to start with pretty much half of the graphic that you see on the United side. So we got United at home, the biggest favorite on the slate, minus 522, three and a quarter total. The next biggest favorite on the slate is Arsenal, which who knows what Arsenal we're looking at, right? Martin Mikel Arteta is managing for his job, but they're only a minus 190 favorite at home to Norwich. So United almost three times the favorite. And with so much going on, that atmosphere with Ronaldo's return, it's going to be crazy. So first thing you have to deal with, if Ronaldo is in at 9,200, I don't really see a way I don't click it. Um, we know Ronaldo has the flair for dramatics. Uh you know, I, I think back to some of the Champions League games. I think his first one with Juventus when, or the second one with Juventus when they were down to Atletico Madrid, you know, he scores the hat trick. Um, just, you know, didn't like rate them all down before, but there's just so many big moments. Ronaldo is definitely the pressure type of guy. And this is just like screams, you know, huge return for, for the GOAT. Um, so yeah, 9,200, you know, if it was like 12,000, I'd have to like, Strongly decide, but 9,200, I'm going to give you some values. I just think you plug and play. 
Now, if Ronaldo isn't in, Slate gets really interesting, right? I think the first thing, I, I, I said Ronaldo's first thing. The second thing is, if Ronaldo's in, what does that do to Bruno Fernandez? We've seen Bruno Fernandez has been the focal point of United's attack now since he came to Old Trafford. And when Ronaldo's there, like Ronaldo is the focal point. So what is that going to do to Bruno? We already have seen that Bruno Fernandez has lost a majority of roles in sets. He would lose his role of PKs to Ronaldo. And we've seen with the Portuguese national team, and I don't want to like weigh that too much, right? Different coach, different leagues, different style. But Bruno has not succeeded terribly well there with Ronaldo, you know, stealing a lot of the, you know, uh, of the offense, of the focal point, whatever word you want to use. So I think at 10,000, if Ronaldo is in, Bruno Fernandez, especially with the depth of the slate, we're at six game. And this might be a six game take. This might be a hot take. But I think Bruno Fernandez is fadeable. You know, maybe in cash, you finally just go, okay, he's going to be like 60% owned. If he blows up, I'm, I, I don't know if I can do it. But especially in GPP, I think that's a really interesting route to take. Corner kicks, we've seen Luke Shaw and Mason Greenwood all season. Mason Greenwood at 10-2 is expensive, but, you know, if no Ronaldo would be forward eligible, getting set pieces on a biggest favor, I think that makes a ton of sense. So maybe if no Ronaldo, you're choosing Greenwood or Bruno. I think I would lean Bruno in that situation. But with Ronaldo in, the more I've been thinking about it, I think I'm Bruno out of my lineup. Also want to talk about Luke Shaw. I think he's, you know, kind of in a cash game sense. And, you know, on this on this preview, we're really looking at, you know, cash slash optimal type of building. Luke Shaw makes close to a, a, a click, a lock and load. I was going to say like click and play. That works too. But 6,200, half set pieces, very, very active left back, huge favorite. Um, Newcastle really likes to bunker in these type of situations. So putting, you know, eight, nine men behind the ball and just trying to allow United to attack. And that's going to be Luke Shaw on the left throwing a ton of crosses. And, um, you know, Bruno kind of going all over the place to try to find pockets. But they're really going to focus on Luke Shaw to the left to deliver crosses and set pieces from that side. So, again, Luke Shaw, I think, is a lock. And then probably Ronaldo, if in. I mean, come on. You, you have to play the narrative there. So, Ronaldo at 9,200 would be a lock from the game as well. All right. That's like half my list of plays gone. Hope that the, all that made sense. Um, you know, that is going to be the most important game on the slate. And one thing that will be really funny about this list, we have Manchester City on this, this slate. They're the third biggest favorite, minus 163 away to Leicester. You notice there is nobody that I'm on from Man City. Kevin De Bruyne is in training, but, you know, most likely not going to be fit for 90. And with the impending, him likely subbing on, makes so many of their plays just so tough. And Leicester's a good team. Leicester, we've seen, have, has had success versus City in the past. I think you just kind of just move on from City. City isn't exactly the most enjoyable team anyways to play. Um, you know, as we've seen, you know, when they went 5-0 and get, trying to get the pieces right, I think you just move on. Arsenal is a team that I'm going to be wanting to target. Minus 190 at home is a true, true must-win game for Arsenal at home. And my two favorite picks, mostly due to price and the way that building is going with guys like Ronaldo, Bruno, Luke Shaw, Greenwood, those United pieces you want to fit. I think the cheaper Arsenal options are where I want to go. Bukayo Saka, you know, just had a great game 
for the English national team just before break, scored a goal and an assist. Um, he's at 6,700. Now, Nicolas Pepe has been taking a majority of the set pieces. He's tough to fit because he's almost 2,000 higher. Saka has very good open play value as well. We've seen him take a, have a set piece role throughout. And with Martin Odegaard in the team, we could see Nicolas Pepe get pushed out. At times, Saka and Odegaard did split last year. You know, I think Odegaard is probably more in line to get set pieces, but Odegaard is not a forward. And we're going to be needing to send, uh, fill a forward spot. So Saka as a close to a minus 200 favorite, close to a three total. We know just how electric he can be. Um, I think he makes a lot of sense as a second forward in cash. Um, Kieran Tierney, their left back, will be very, very forward in this game as well. Um, we saw the first game of the season versus Brentford. He was electric, um, almost got 24 points off the left. Um, Arsenal has been having serious troubles at the, on the right. They just signed a new right back slash center back combo. Kieran Tierney, though, has very much solidified that attacking side on the left. So like Kieran Tierney at sub 6,000, if you have the room to spend up at other left uh, at your other left back situation. Um, so for Arsenal, Saka, Tierney, you can toss Odegaard in there. And also, if you saw Pepe in without Odegaard, I think Pepe is an elite play at forward as well. And then your GPP options, depending on who serves that strike, striker, Bama Yang um, and Lacazette, you know, both in play, if they're fit. They were in the cup game before the international break. I'd assume they're ready to go. All right, some plays outside of the big favorites that I love. James Ward-Prowse, I think anytime we see Southampton on the slate, you should expect to see his name on my picks. James Ward-Prowse is a DFS dream. Monopoly set pieces. He's one of the best free kick takers in the world. He's on PKs. He's pretty much matchup proof. Um, you know, you even get some defensive stats from him. So at 8,000, you know, I, I think James Harpress is a $9,500 player. So to me, from a cash perspective, he's almost a lock and load. Ismail Asar, not the most prototypical um, cash DFS player, but he is a phenomenal forward, does not take set pieces, but he often outscores all the set takers on Watford. He's so active crossing, drawing fouls, shooting off that right wing. I think Wolves versus Watford is sneaky decent for DFS value, especially if Wolves finally can score first. Uh, Ishmael Asar at home to Watford is going to be a tough place to play this year. I saw Weist as a Liverpool fan. I know that from a few years ago when Liverpool was unbeaten, Watford took them down. And big reason because of Ismail Asar. So 7,900 has double digits in every game of the season. Even if you take out his goal, it's kind of fluky goal the first week. I think he makes a ton of sense. Adama Traore, very, very similar to Sar. Just, you know, no sets, no goals. Adama Traore does not really like to finish goals. Gosh, if he did, he would be an unbelievable DFS asset. But sub 8,000 um, has looked great in the new system. Um, I think he's close to a uh, double-digit lock every time he's on the pitch, only helped by his favorite striking partner, Raul Jimenez, being back. And finally, the final pick I'm going to give you, I've given you a ton of top-end guys, so I need to give you some value. Billy Gilmore down at the stone minimum. Not a great matchup at Arsenal, but Norwich is going to have very, very few good matchups all this season. Billy Gilmore is taking a decent majority of set pieces. We've seen it on both sides, taking both corners. That I think he makes a ton of sense in your lineup to fill things out and give you the ability to spend up to the top end, spend up for your Ronaldo's, your Bruno's, your Ward Prouse's, 
and still make it all work. Bill Gilmore, stone minimum 3000 is my favorite value of the site. All right. Thank you all so much for your time and for watching. Once again, if you want to find more of my content, at GatorGuy231 on Twitter and FSI DFS on YouTube. Um, make sure you are subscribing to the Mayo Media Network. Again, so much phenomenal stuff on this channel. Um, give it a like, subscribe, comment. It all really does help continue to grow what Pat and our team is doing here. Thank you all once again for watching. This is Keith, aka GatorGuy231. See you.